0: Hello, humans. Hello, humans. I'm, I'm way, on my way outbound now. It's only about 10.18. It's been a weird day. This is probably going to be the only one of these I um, uh, put up today. The other one was... Oh, my other talk was interrupted by uh, the car being struck by a rock thrown from a, a logging truck and it cracked my windshield and uh then after that i pulled over in town here at a little store uh, to get out and examine it see if there's a you know been glass taken out in the sense of chunked out of the thing a very dangerous situation which indeed there has so i've got to get it repaired anyway i got hit by a, a little car i don't know what kind of little car it was sort of those dark gray little cars. It was backing out as I was walking around my car. Hit and run. They didn't even know i they'd hit me probably. Uh, knocked me over and torqued my back out a little bit. So I decided to just abandon a lot of the little um, extra chores and just head back after uh, doing the shopping. Food is the important stuff and now I got to make an appointment to get the windshield fixed and... Oh, Hopefully I don't have to deal with any fucking doctors on my back. Uh, i got to do a lot of repair for that. Anyway, just not a good day. Big and stormy and so on. Anyway, so um, the previous talk I just nattered on about the um, uh, Ashkenazi and all of that. It's not important anyway. And then I got hit by the rock. There was a lot of swearing and then I just shut it off. Anyway, so... Um, the thing I wanted to talk about really is this really kind of weird spooky idea, uh, which is, uh, related to, uh, Ingo Swan, who was a early remote viewer, like one of the very first wrote a bunch of really cool books, really good thinker. I mean, he really thought deep about stuff, um, in, in the ESP sci world. Right. Um, so, Uh, just as an aside, I'm going to st- I'm going to start calling our sci-fi world that we've got coming up here. I'm not going to spell it SCI anymore. I'm going to spell it PSY, because it's all about psychic stuff, right? Anyway, Ingo Swan had in one of his books, which was really a good book, he said that it's going to come down to um, uh, contention. I won't say a war, but contention between. Um, human telepathy and space alien telepathy. And uh, it's it's a toss-up, you know, or rather we don't know uh, how that will end uh, for humans or for the space aliens. We don't know uh, how psychic we are relative to their psychicness, etc. But we're going to be soon finding out. Now, I have a view of uh, reality here that... Um, says that our reality is not as is described by Einstein, it's not the little grit that in fact we have these uh, our reality is broken up into 22 trillion uh, flashes per uh, second and that that, uh, time is the power for all of everything and that uh, time is expressed out of duration, is expressed out of consciousness as it recreates itself 22 trillion times a second uh, this is pertinent because in my viewpoint, it, time is also creating our psychic uh, abilities, right? That, that if we wanted to think about it a particular way, if we wanted to envision it this particular way, as time snaps reality back into um, uh, self-aware existence, bear in mind that when we're, when it's, when we're in the pause, we're still here. We're just not aware of ourselves here, right? We don't see the world. The world does not, quote, exist in that sense until we snap back into our awareness. This is kind of, in a sense, this would uh, be an um, uh, a metaphor that is derived. Okay, so uh, let me reverse that. The way computers work with time slices... Uh, 32,557 uh, clock cycles on a um, 256 machine, right? Um, and hundreds of thousands of clock cycles in the faster computer chips and so on. That is time slicing, okay? That's taking a second and slicing it into all of these little little chunks. For each and every one of those little chunks within the computer, every time the computer does that, the software is saying is given an instruction saying, you exist now, you can do something. And then uh, an instruction set is returned to the operating system, and the operating system does the very first part of that instruction set in the very first uh, time cycle after that. So it receives it, and then there is actually a pause within the computer that is one 30 second, uh, one thirty-one, uh, three, uh, three. Okay, so so it's one uh, thirty-two thousandth of a second. Um, being granted each time for an instruction set to the chip and then there's the pause there is no like turn off or anything it's just that the electricity is has to cycle again and it takes another 32,000th of a second to cycle in more electricity and get the next instruction set operating are we this is a metaphor for our reality Okay, so we are built, we cannot build any devices in this material reality that do not reflect the reality in which it is being built. So we could not, if we tried, make a continuous time machine. We could not make a machine that calculated time continuously without any gaps. Computers don't do it. As I say, they time slice on the chips. Clocks don't do it. Look at how the mechanism has that little, um,. As each time the hands are moved, there's a small fraction of a a millisecond in which the hands rock back ever so slightly before advancing again. And it doesn't matter how big they are, how small they are, this is a mechanism that is built into all watches, all clocks, based on our reality. And look at how we uh, used the swinging action of a pendulum in the old days to power clocks. Uh, Back and forth you have a spring and then that the pendulum was the time slicing on the energy that was stored in that spring And as the pendulum rocked back and forth a mechanism would allow the spring to provide tension Into the mechanism of the clock and then all the gears would advance and ultimately when the uh, Spring ran out of tension the clock stopped. Okay electronically. We're doing the same thing. We're time slicing uh, we're doing this because that's a metaphor for how our reality works, that we are all time-sliced individuals being sliced in uh, in or out of consciousness, depending on how you wanted to think about it. Okay, so um, it's my, my thinking that as time snaps us back into reality, we have this like... Uh, i want to say a wave effect okay and so the wave effect is that uh as time smashes us into into existence 22 uh, trillion times a second every single one of those instances produces ripples within the reality in at an energy level and and the very first level of energy for all of these ripples is going to be psychic because that's the um uh, the lowest level consciousness Is the uh, or highest level, however you want to think about it, consciousness is the fastest reacting uh, energy we've got. Consciousness reacts so many thousands of times faster than electricity or any other form of energy, right? So uh, consciousness is the first thing to react here, and the and the wave, the the cascading, the shock of time snapping us into reality causes psychicness. All right, that's the ultimate uh, source for psychic energy. Knowing this, you can, in fact, um, augment that. You can, you can play with that. You can game it, so to speak, right? Uh, you know that this is happening. You know that there's going to be a psychic push. You know that it's going to be wave-like, and that it, to a certain extent, it can be counted on to act as a carrier in the sense of providing psychic energy, etc. etc. Uh, so you could uh, augment your own psychic ability, understanding how psychicness works at an energetic level. Now, I'm quite certain that a lot of the space aliens know this. They know how reality is structured. Many of them can probably see it, sense it, feel it, whatever, right? They have their understanding of it. Probably a great many of them are just like us, uh, you know, dense motherfuckers that just don't really grasp it and are still struggling with the idea of consciousness versus, uh, you know, uh, aggluterated grit so so time at that level the big T time participates in um, creating us but also creating psychic energy the waves of the psychic energy roll through us just as they roll through everything else you have to understand how incredibly complex and um, complicated, and to a certain extent messy, uh, this becomes. Because you can see that if you were just sort of standing there and um, reality snaps you back into itself, so to speak, consciousness places you back into reality for that one twenty-two trillionth part of a second, that in that instance as uh, the energy is snapping in you would be able to understand um, how do I want to say this the uh, the effect of time not only on you but as but time as duration that is going to persist in the form of thoughts activities uh, events uh, these kind of things continuation from 122 trillionth uh, part of a second to another. Thus, if you were aware of how all of this sort of stuff worked, you could like um, uh, for for one one way to deal with it would be to uh, set yourself a temporal marker, and then knowing that that temporal marker was going to occur, you at the time of its occurrence you put out a psychic thought, for instance, right. But you don't put any energy behind it at that point. What you do is simply create it at that very first temporal marker. And then you would wait. Uh, you wouldn't. You don't have to wait because it's happened 22 trillion times a second. But the very next uh, uh, snap into into reality, you would then use the energy to push that thought that you already knew was there, waiting to be pushed further into reality. Makes sense. Um. You would sort of play with the effect of time, knowing that you could count on these forces to augment your efforts. And so this is really what a lot of the shaman do. This is really what, um, you know, uh, sorcerers and curanderos and bruja, these kind of guys. This is what they do relative to our reality. And you'll see that even like... um, like uh, martial artists, like uh, judo guys, you know, uh, karate senseis, this kind of thing. They will know about this ebb and flow sort of stuff. You see it in judo all the time, where you're you're getting contention and they're pushing back on the particular kind of throw you want to use, and you just sort of let it sag a bit, and as you let your energy sag, you're basically drawing them in, and then you snap back, uh, either reinforcing your original throw or diverting to a new one. But what you're basically doing is you're You're harmonizing with, and this is what we do in Aikido constantly, is we're harmonizing with the energies uh, that are presenting themselves as reality recreates itself so that you become part of that wave. Then you become a lot more powerful uh, because you're not fighting against it. You're not trying to produce linearity in a world that, that does not have linearity. So, as I was saying earlier, we cannot figure out any fucking way at all to produce a, uh, continuous time device, no matter what we do. And there's been a lot of people that have been trying for various different reasons. Okay. A lot of them now are having to do with, um, medical analysis and, you know, um, uh, biochemical reactions and this kind of thing that need to be timed to a degree that is, um, uh, that that would have the gaps taken into account, so to speak. Right. So, um, our psychic, uh, our psychicness as an outgrowth of the way in which reality works. Uh, so, so all beings that are, that are snapped back into reality are psychic, you know, even insects, you can prove this to yourself, right? You're, um, sitting in a room, there's a bug, you see a, a, a fly, it, it flits around and then it lands on the table. Okay. You can prove that 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 bug can pick up psychic impressions by thinking to yourself to the the point that you're envisioning all of the actions involved. And all you're ever going to do is think about it, right? You're not ever going to do it. But you think to yourself about smacking the fly with something, right? You think to yourself, I'm going to pick up this magazine and I'm going to smack that fly and kill it. And if you think this um, uh, solid enough... You know put enough energy into it that bug will react it will pick it up now bugs Of course are going to be somewhat dense to this sort of thing right they're, um They're not going to necessarily be as uh, energetically uh, Perceptive as mammals this kind of thing right and so uh, you can do this with regular mammals we all know the effect of where you're thinking about someone and they call you or When uh, hang on okay, what's this guy doing? He's going slow. He wants me to pass him, but I can't do it because of the hill up here. Anyway. um, So anyway, so uh, as I was saying, we're coming down to it. And I think that there's a time component within uh, our reality here. So little t time, not big T. But I think there's a time component that also uh, interacts and... plays around with our psychicness and that uh, it's better to know that there are temporal aspects of um, psychic phenomena uh, when you're doing it. That way you can take advantage of and you can harmonize on these uh, temporal aspects. It's difficult to explain... um, uh, where I want to head with this, because even uh, because there's a lot of stuff I don't understand about it yet. There's a lot of stuff that I'm still speculating on and still cogitating on, relative to uh, manifestations in our reality uh, that are uh, uh, showing up as as psychic ability or psychic events uh, with a temporal component, and. The temporal part matters, okay? So uh, if we were uh, more advanced, or if we were speculating that the space alien's telepathy is more advanced, then you might be able to, as a, a telepathic being or a psychic being, you might be able to say to yourself, oh, that's an old, you get a psychic impression, you could say, oh, that psychic impression is old it's not likely to manifest. It is something that was put out into the ether here um, and pushed out, and I've picked up on it, but there's no follow-up behind it because of X, Y, Z. So it'd be kind of like um, you pick up a psychic impression, um, like you were the fly, picking up the impression about being swatted now bear in mind that the fly time slices it doesn't have a brain doesn't think this way but it is psychic because it is alive because it's um exhibiting um you know living tissue it is psychic and it's picking up your impression and it ultimately will react to your thought of uh Go to kill it. Now you have to think you're going to kill it solidly. You have to envision that. You have to put some energy into it. You have to know that this is a reality that you can execute, because the fly is not going to react to your fantasy, unlike humans. Okay, humans will react to your having a fantasy about all of this stuff just because you can put that information out there and humans are extremely susceptible to picking up information. And sometimes some humans have very little discrimination power and they pick up information and they uh, assume because of the way they've got it that it's valid and it's real. Now, this is one of the ways I differ from most of the woo people. I don't ever assume that any of this shit I I come across is in any way real. And I have very strict protocols uh, for myself for analyzing all psychic impressions and and this sort of thing, such that uh, I can eliminate or at least reduce the amount of um, misdirection that I get uh, from... Uh, the misdirection that is inherent in psychicness because it's not, it it may be certainly a science, uh, but it's not a deterministic uh, activity um, because of the nature of the energies involved. So you will find that maybe you're really psychic and every time you think of the I'm going to smack you fly uh, exercise, that fly uh, lifts up and flies away right away. Okay? Or you may find that if you do this uh, repeatedly over many days, you find you're more effective at it on some days than other days. That's the usual state with humans. The usual state is that our psychicness is, is so variable as to call it into question, especially in the Kali Yuga, or especially as coming out of the Kali Yuga, where... Uh, We've been through that mindfuck of the Kali Yuga, and we're really dense and stuff, and so we're going to, to a certain extent, you can easily discount psychicness in humans during that period of time because it is not a, a replicable activity. You can't do it on demand, therefore we can say it doesn't exist. Because if you can't demonstrate it, it doesn't exist, which is basically the way our reality operates. So, that being the case, um, I apply these metrics. So, I don't assume any dream I'm ever going to get a psychic, no matter how many dream logs I'm going I'm to create, right? I have to see some evidence before I will say that, all right, I've gotten a psychic impression. No, I've had such a thing today. When I got up and got in and got moving, everything was off. Everything was just decidedly off. Ended up leaving the house late, Um, there was just, everything was just decidedly not usual today. And what happens here? Hardly got on the road, my car started giving me some grief, uh, drove in, you know, most of the way into town, I get the the windshield broken, and then um, later on, I get bumped by this car uh, uh, at at this little parking lot area so it wasn't like it smacked me. It was backing up. It didn't know I was there. It, it sort of pushed me and bashed me. And I, and I was able to recover because I've done Aikido for a lot of years. I have a soreness in my back. It's not a big deal. Uh, but so what should I have done? Right? So I get up in the morning and I've got this psychic impression just because of how cruddy I feel. Do I react to it and say, Nope, shouldn't go into town today. That really would have been the best thing to do. If I had done that, I would not have had the cracked window. I would not have been hit by the car. So, uh, should I have uh, uh, reacted? Probably, right? You know, if, if the goal was to avoid all of this, probably. But if the goal was to reinforce my uh, ability to understand my psychicness, I needed to understand this to this level by having the window broken by being hit by that little car. Um, you know, cause I knew when I headed out, you know, it was just not going to be a good day. Um, anyway, <laughs> so, uh, our psychicness, uh, has this temporal component in it. And I've been working with some of these temporal components in relation to, um, remote viewing. All right. And so it's a tricky concept to get across, but the concept is that. The aliens may not have to deal with the bullshit, right? Because they have, let's just say aliens on the moon. They have not been um, uh, suffering the Kali Yuga. They don't have the Kazarian Mafia. They don't have them trying to mask all of this stuff. By the way, the Kazarian Mafia is desperate that you not think of yourself as psychic. You wouldn't believe how desperate they are about that. It's uh, They're almost as desperate about that as they are about life extension. Okay, the Kazarian Mafia desperately wants to live forever or live a lot longer, and they're even willing to take their consciousness being shoved into a machine. They don't understand what that means because they wouldn't have feeling. They wouldn't have sensation. And sensation uh, a life without sensation is, is hell. Anyway, so, um, so the Kazarians are really stupid and fucked up. But they've caused our society to be really stupid and fucked up. Some space aliens living up on the moon without the Kazarians that are fucking with them, they know about our reality. They know about the flash that creates the reality. They know about the time. They know about temporal ripples. They know about um uh uh time being carried forward as uh, an energetic expression of the recreation of uh, reality 22 trillion times a second, they know all of this kind of stuff, right? And so they would be able to think about and have have a lot longer uh, discussion or, or a lot longer uh, research and, um, and cogitation about the nature of our reality. And in my opinion, these guys are going to be much more realistic uh, if they think about this Stuff in this way at all, but they will be much more realistic about what's going on. And so they won't have the Khazarian Mafia trying to put them down every time they bring up some little psychic bit of stuff. Uh, If we did that, we would have far less of the, you know, if we were open about it, then everybody could criticize each other and we could have a formalized protocol that says, oh no, you know, your dream didn't mean anything. It's because you had those Uh, you know, uh, those nacho cheese burritos and those uh, five plates of spicy wings and those four beers that you had that drink and that, or or that dream and that, that, um, uh, you know, it's not going to manifest. And then sure enough, when it doesn't manifest, everybody would point out say, look, you know, you can't trust your dreams after uh, eating spicy wings and nachos. So, um, so we would have that kind of of validation, right? Because it would also be able to validate it when you did get the dream right, when you were getting an effective um, uh, uh, intuitive information out of reality. Most people don't have protocols they are going to accept any kind of weird shit that pops into their mind as being uh, legit. This is why I liked uh, Dick Gallgeyer and, and his remote viewing crew is that they have a formalized, rigid structure for the analysis of this. And note, they still get bullshit in there. They still get weird crap showing up, right? Because our minds are complex and um, and they invent shit all the time. Can't help it. And so they're just going to shove stuff in there. And because of certain things, you will accept that the shit that your mind shoved in there is uh, accurate and psychic when it's not. This is why it's all woo. You know, it's not replicable, it's not um, deterministic uh, science like, uh, you know, chemistry. If you put these three chemicals together in this um, mix in this particular order under these atmospheric pressures and this temperature, it's always going to produce this chemical reaction to this degree. Um, and so that's a deterministic science. Uh, the woo sciences are not like that. You can have everything set up that you're aware of, same parameters every fucking way, but the psychicness does not show up this particular time. And it's because there's so many parameters in universe that you don't control and that you're not even taking into account, right? Um, I've been investigating how the Egyptians had thought of the interior of the brain using their little uh, Egyptian eye motif symbol thing. And looking at the history of that and what they're trying to convey, and these guys knew. So, uh, ancient Egyptian uh, social order from which we get these images, uh, seven to ten thousand years back. So, back in the previous um, silver age, or maybe as as late as the previous bronze age, uh, they were aware of this shit, and they knew that psychicness was revolving down to this particular complex in the brain and they even pinpointed the center of it um they even did stuff to augment it at a physical level they were trying to um turn their psychicness stuff into a technology maybe they maybe they achieved it before the end of the bronze age i don't know uh you know the kali yuga wipes out all of the the records, and this kind of shit. Plus, we've got the evil Kazarian Mafia out there deliberately wiping out all the records because they don't want you to know you're psychic. Now, it's going to be impossible for humans to ignore this shit in the very near future simply because of the... Oh, fucker. Better stop. Almost got hit again. Um, (laughs) So that's the kind of day it is. At least I made it to my driveway. Um, Anyway, so... There are things you can do to augment the psychicness. There are ways to, and I'm exploring this, at some point I'll, I'll write something up about the whole thing. Um, and, and probably we need to like formalize it and figure out what parameters of time invo- are involved and all of this kind of thing. Um, but it is, it is existent. The Xerian Mafia are fighting desperately. I think they're going to lose that fight. I think we're all going to figure out our psychicness here uh, pretty damn quick. And that um, uh, it'll start showing up in relatively short order. Now they're, you know, trying with all of their distractions, their wars and this kind of stuff. But I bet you it's not until, I bet you when we get into the period of hypernovelty. So sometime after April 3rd, that's where my data suggests that hyper novelty will be visible. You know, it's going to be creeping up on us over the rest of this year and into next year. But by April 3rd, it'll be visible and we'll be discussing it. Not just the woo people, but regular people will be discussing what the fuck, what's going on, blah, blah, blah. And so um, I have to get out and put shit together and haul it in and store it and stuff. But anyway, so... uh, so when you wake up in the morning and your whole fucking world is saying, nope, you don't want to go out and do what you'd have planned. Maybe you'd better pay attention. <laughs> probably it's going to be worth doing it. Uh, you know, not, not going out and doing this stuff, paying attention to the psychicness. It's probably going to be worth, worth that at least one out of every two times. All righty, guys, I got to go and do stuff. Hell of a day.